0: is all that I can give to you. Love is more than just a game
1: for two. Two in love can make it. Take my heart and please don't break it. Love was made for me and you. Welcome to Love Savers Radio, ministering the blessings of covenant. This is Walter and Sandy Fox from Love Savers Ministry, called by God to minister the blessings of the marriage covenant by enriching, encouraging, strengthening, and praying for the healing of marriages, especially marriages in crisis. Our program is sponsored by Living Water Church, located at 69 Industrial Road in Wainscott, under the leadership of Pastor Joe Kelly and his lovely wife, Margaret Kelly. Sunday services are at 10 a.m. with a pre-service prayer meeting at 9.30 a.m. Pastor Joe invites you to come and be refreshed. For more information, please call 631-537-2120. That's 631-537-2120.
2: Let's talk about marriage. This is Sandy Fox from Love Savers Ministry, inviting you to call us today if you want prayer for your marriage. We pray for the healing of marriages, especially those in crisis. We have faith that God can heal marriages because God healed ours after seven years of divorce. Gary Chapman, the author of the Five Love Languages, said this about Love Savers Ministry.
0: And let me encourage you in what you're doing because I think these. Kind of shows which deal with really nitty gritty stuff in relationships Uh and really help the listeners.
2: So we're here to help. Call us today at 631 604 6397. That's 631 604 6397 or email us at lovesavers1 at AOL.com. Our website is lovesaversministry.com. And remember, love never fails.
1: Our guest author is Dr. Peter Sacco. Dr. Sacco has been working with individuals in private practice and support groups for over a decade. He specializes in anger management classes, workshops, seminars, individual coaching and counseling. As a professor, he teaches at universities and colleges in the United States and Canada. He holds courses in addiction studies, police studies, criminal psychology, and education. Sandy talks with Dr. Sacco today about his new book, What's Your Anger Type? Let's listen.
2: Hi, Dr. Sacco. Hello, Sandy. How are you? Okay. We're going to discuss your book, What's Your Anger Type? Proven Ways for Changing Your Anger. And as we discussed before, I was telling you in so many councils, this is a... Primary concern how to deal with a partner who has to deal with anger. And you give us lots of ways, and you tell us that we have to first be able to identify our anger type, and then we can think about ways of modifying our behavior. But you do believe it can be done. You give us hope, which is good. Why is anger? bad, or is it?
0: You know what, Sandy? A lot of people, you know, assert or assume that it is a bad emotion, and anger is a normal emotion. It's a normally healthy emotion, but the key is is what you do with it. Um, if you're using it in a destructive, vindictive, or even evil way, Definitely, it's not a good emotion. And for anybody who is a Christian believer, a Jewish believer, you know, you can look right into the Bible. And anybody in other religions, if you look within their scripture, you'll see that it is, it's a normal. Like, it's basically, to degree it's put forth by, it's a spirit, you know, we're all a spirit. So sometimes the spirit gets a little ticked up. But once again, I believe anger is not a bad emotion. It's a normal, healthy emotion. And sometimes it's very good because if you use it in a positive, destructive way, which brings about change without hurting somebody else, you deal with it assertively, then it's a good thing.
2: Right. The Bible does say just don't sin when you're angry. And don't go to bed angry. Try to... To resolve the conflict no. if possible. Anyway, are there really 12 different types of anger? And Have you found that through research?
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I first looked at this and did this back in the 90s where I was sitting in um, different types of anger management support groups, whether it just be with um, everyday, ordinary, everyday people, like um, mothers, fathers, factory workers, blue or white-collar workers, all the way into incarcerated individuals. And, you know, no two people are the same, and angers can be similar, but there's different varying degrees of anger, um, different types, and some of them are more pronounced you now. I think some angers have actually taken on the representation of changes in technology and advances in technology.
2: Just because you have an anger management problem, do you think you always have to have and be that way, behave that way?
0: Um, no, 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 definitely not. I think some people, and I've been teaching addiction studies now for nearly 20 years, and I've written many books on addictions and articles on it, and some people are actually addicted to anger. They like or they get um, a sense of an alcoholic drink to get courage in a bottle. Some people use their anger as a motivating factor, as a way of lighting a fire underneath them, or as to get courage. And in those situations, there's any, if they'll look at it as, well, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. If it's getting me what I want, if bullying works for me or being passive-aggressive where I manipulate and control other people with anger, I'm not going to affect it because it's working for me and I'm getting away with it. And they develop basically an issue of entitlement that I use it. I can be abusive, I can be aggressive, and it gets the job done. And in those situations there, a lot of those people will not change it because they have not been forced to. They don't believe that they need to change it because they think it's working for them. But on the flip side, those that actually readily identify that they have an anger management issue that's causing their personalized problems, causing problems within their marriages or families or with work or school, then absolutely they can change it in a heartbeat.
2: It's amazing to read what you said about how anger can really give a high Kind of like an adrenaline rush. And so that some people might even start fights and look forward to drinking and starting a fight because they get such an adrenaline rush from it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I find that some people um, live with this sort of hair trigger type of anger where they're basically, they're thrill seekers to Uh a degree. And what... Some of them do. Is they go looking for fights. They drink because they know that that's going to give them, you know, this sense of wow. Look at me. I have this excitatory anger now. Um, you see it in some sports, in hockey, oh. hockey, NHL hockey, and other hockey um, levels. It used to be goons, guys that would purpose go there and get in the fights, scraps, and this was their thrill. That they wait the whole game to have that moment. You see it in UFC fighting. You see it in boxing. And that's what that is. It's, it's displaced anger or channeled anger that you're putting outward. But in those situations, it's controlled for the sport. But when you get these other um, individuals that literally get turned on by their anger, what scares me is when you compound it with road rage and the person takes their anger out on the highway while driving, then you have a real legitimate, not only um, health risk to other people, but also legal issues as well.
2: Right. What are the most common causes of anger today, do you find, through your research?
0: Um, Right now, if I was to really, really look at it, it's interesting. It's becoming gender-specific to some degree and even age-specific, where we're now seeing that more college-aged females, one of the precipitating causes of their anger is jealousy. Um, They're more likely to slap, physically abuse their male spouses, their male mates, as well as even um, friends by hitting them out of jealousy, like getting upset. And then we're looking at other types of rage that is caused, and I just wrote a free uh, book, which is actually free on my website at petersacco.com, called Technological Rage, which is facilitated by three things. And I'm saying the technology. There's people that are getting really, really upset and using the Internet, such as Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, to vent, to yell at people, to bully people. Some of them are using online social dating websites because they have not forgiven or gotten over their previous failed relationship or marriage, and they're going on there as a predator to look for fights and conflicts. And you know what, Sandy, one of the biggest ones I've come across, we've come across my team when we're researching, is texting rage. And I believe I'm one of the first ones to have coined this this texting rage, Uh as I did with computer rage back when I came out with it in the 90s. Texting rage are people that just literally get upset when people are not responding to their text, or not responding fast enough, or not responding in depth. You send off a text message that's two, three, or four sentences long, and then the person sends you something back that's a word or two long, and you're getting really annoyed by it. It's like, hey... I'm spilling my gut here, and that's all you're sending. And what we're finding are more people erupting that way. And there are correlations with people who have what's called gambler's brain uh-huh. um, or chance brain, where they're usually in a slot machine's roulette wheels, and that stuff, and they find that a certain part of the brain gets stimulated in anticipation of the roulette wheel spinning or uh-huh. the um, one-eyed bandit pulling up whatever it is, triple cherries on there. Same thing's happening with texting. People are anticipating texting messages coming to them, and when they don't get them, they get really upset.
2: Why are kids becoming so much angrier today? And does this lead to bullying? Could you tell us something about bullying?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, a lot of people assert, well, it's got to be the video games that kids are playing and they're becoming violent because of the video games. And I'm the first person to say I totally disagree with that. If you're just going to blame it on the video games, that's not fair, because why aren't a majority of the kids who are playing violent video games not becoming violent? Um, why are kids who play violent sports not becoming violent, especially those that are taking martial arts and all that stuff? Rather, it's got to do with, I believe, um, witnessing familial dysfunction in the house, um, violence that they're witnessing between parents or um the parents are tolerating too much abuse within the kids, the kids abusing each other. Um, or it's a, And where the video games may come into play is that certain people will choose certain media that reflects their personality. So a person who is in a predominantly violent household will choose violent television viewing habits like violent TV. They may play the video games, and then this comes out as a byproduct of the complete system, you know, the, as I like to say, uh, a factor of the family, a factor of their social upbringing, some of the psychology and their mentality, and you have to look at the entire picture. You just can't say, well, it's because of a video game that's making them violent or they're watching too many violent sports, because the flip side is, is you've got people watching that all the time that never turn violent. And so a lot of it is, at the end of the day, Sandy, it's parents not spending enough time with their kids, communicating with them, teaching discipline. Um, When I say discipline, like self-discipline, teaching them mental strength, the ability to problem-solve. And a lot of that is problem-solving. They get angry because they lack stress management skills. Frustration builds up. They get angry, and then it spills over.
2: Amen. Why did you write this book, Dr. Sacco? And who was this book written for?
0: Um, I wrote it as basically uh, a testimony to the many, many, many people that I was working with in support groups when I first started out in private practice and consulting with many government agencies as well as uh, private mental health agencies going into them, listening to people saying, hey, I've got this problem. But the problem is, is why? how do you treat all people the same way and especially all anger is the same way? And so what I found out there's 12 different types of anger that I created, looked at in the 90s. Um, And people need to first, in order to overcome anger management problems, you have to first identify what type of anger do I have? Second thing is, what is my trigger? What is it that's setting me up? And the third thing is, how have I been problem solving or dealing with it? Once you can identify all these, then within the books, I have anger management strategies that are 100% foolproofing to work if you apply the process to it. And you, the key thing is, to be patient with yourself. It doesn't happen overnight. Rome wasn't built in the day.
2: Right. I mean, do you think all people or most people can control their anger all the time or most of the time? What do you have to say about that?
0: Absolutely. I think most people do it all the time because if they didn't, you would see a hell of a lot more acts of violence out in the world. Mind you, there's lots of violence that exists in the world. I think, unfortunately, um, a lot of these times, this violence, these violent episodes, aren't really happening truly because people are just to the boiling point of anger. Rather, they commit acts of violence because they've learned to problem-solve using violence. Um, They use it as a readily... Um, acceptable means to get what they want, get what they need and to manipulate and control other people. Whereas if you sat down with them and you say, what you're doing is wrong, and if you get them to actually sit with the victim and realize the amount of harm and destruction they've done to the victim, I've had these people cry right before my eyes saying, oh my gosh, I never realized I was out of control and I was that bad. You know what, Sandy? It's interesting. When some people have actually witnessed themselves on video Uh having these eruptions, they're totally ashamed and totally humbled and go, oh, my God. And once they see it, a lot of them have the ability to change.
2: It's so interesting that you said that because we were counseling with a couple and I was talking to his wife. And I said, you know, I wonder if I should try to be a mirror. Um and actually respond back with this increased volume that was really kind of scary, and it scares her when he gets that way. It's like walking on eggs. And I thought, I wonder if I should do that so he really sees how others see him, you know? It is. Yeah, oh, and it's it, a, go ahead.
0: Yeah, it, it, it becomes, a, and I use, always use the concept of looking-glass self. Yeah, And I've always said, if people are looking at you frightened, um, or as you said, you sort of use the term walking on eggshells, people right. are constantly afraid to speak, especially your kids. I think that's a time to look in the mirror, literally look in the mirror, make your angriest face, let it look back at you and see how unattractive that is. Right. And I'm not talking about just outer appearance. I'm talking about your soul and your spirit. It needs to be cleansed. Yes. You need a wake-up call. And yes. It's time.
2: Yes, now you talk about, uh, you believe that anger can be cured because you can control the seeds which start the process. You say it all starts with our thoughts. And could you talk to us about that flow chart? The first you think angry, then you feel angry, then you act angry, and then you become angry,
0: right? Oh, Absolutely. Anger, for many people, I I joke with them, but I'm also serious with them when I used to do one-on-one and in group. I said, you have a special gift. You have a talent that you can refine. And they're looking at me like I'm crazy. And I said, just think about it. You can snap like a heroin trigger on a dime and go from zero to 60 in less than one second and just (laughs) totally blow up. And I said, somebody that doesn't have an anger management skill or an issue... It takes them a while. They've got to reach a boiling point before they step, and you can get there really fast. So that means what you've done is you've practiced it enough, you've refined it enough, that your thought instantly, instantaneously triggers your feeling and your action, and that's what you've become, an angry person. And I said, just as you've developed that skill or talent, you can totally shift it the other way. Because I'm a firm believer thoughts become things. The more you think of something, the more it will eventually manifest itself in the physical world and in your life. And so if you keep thinking angry thoughts, you're going to become an angry person. That's right. If you right. think you're a relaxed, happy-go-lucky person, person, a loving person, then that's what you're going to have to be because that's going to manifest itself in the physical world.
2: Right. Talk to us about, if you would, how anger is a secondary emotion.
0: Yeah, a lot of people think that anger is the first thing that comes out, and it's not. Usually anger um, comes after stress, frustration, disappointment, resentment, even shame, or even guilt. So something has to trigger anger. And I always say, okay, if you're getting angry about something, something something's going on in your life. So either A, you're frustrated, stuff has gotten really stressing lately, B, possibly you're really not getting enough rest. In some cases, really caffeine, if you're drinking a lot of coffee, that could set you off. Or if you're drinking, going the other way with alcohol, which depresses the the nervous system as well as your brain. Your brain chemistry is getting all messed out of whack. That could cause it.
2: Or it could even be insecurity, I was once told by someone.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. People with inferiority complexes definitely may react angrily, and what the anger serves is a superiority complex, and that's what you see in a lot of bullies.
2: Now you talk about the 12 types of anger, and which would you say are the primary or most important I would say, to try to overcome?
0: Oh, I would say definitely compressive anger. Uh-huh. The a hallmark. This is the one people read or see about all the time, especially on highways, expressways, where people snap, they'll lose it. Yeah. And it's because it's so vivid and visual where you see the person get the, the vein throwing in, yes, in their temple, yes. their face turning red, the steam coming out of their ears, because they snap. Uh-huh. And with compressive anger, Sandy, is they're more likely to carry out an act of aggression. Uh-huh. And a com- and c- compressive anger will get you in trouble with the lock. And very close to that, I say, that we see, oftentimes, very much so, is um, road rage. You know, you see people all the time. And the number one cause of road rage linked to anger is speed. People who get angry are more inclined to speed, make illegal lane changes, and get aggressive with other drivers. So you see those two manifesting. And the reason I say that all angers that are used negatively are bad, but those two usually have the greatest effect of getting you in trouble with the law immediately.
2: Oh, right. You believe that nothing can make you angry unless you allow it to have that power. Could you explain that a little further for us?
0: Yeah, absolutely. No one can make you angry. When I used to hear guys in my anger management groups, especially guys who had beaten on their wives, Yeah. They would stay. The only reason I'm here is because of her. She wouldn't shut up. She keeps nagging. So I said, Really? So why do you stay with her then? If she's that bad of a person, well I'll love her. And then the next thing is so you know, and I would do this sarcastically to really make them see. I would so so basically your wife's the smarter of the two of you. And they'd look at me like with a deer in headlights and go, What do you mean by that? Uh-huh. And I would say, whoa, you got to be really dumb because she can keep telling you stuff almost like uh, a leader of a cult that's brainwashing you and make you angry. And so she can control you with everything, just like she can say, Hun, go buy me 10 brand-new pairs of high heel shoes. Go buy me a brand-new purse and jewelry. And they'd look at me and go, are you crazy? I'd never do that. I wouldn't listen to that. Yeah. So I said, but you'll listen to her telling you to get really angry because you're like a puppet. And then finally it would clue in, uh-huh. and I would they would finally get it. No, she's not making me angry. Rather, I'm thinking about something that's making me angry based on what she's telling me. So nobody can make you angry. You allow yourself to get angry because you're either, A, looking for a fight based on what's being told to you by somebody else, or you're misinterpreting it, misconstruing it, or perceiving it in a stereotypical way based on the past, and you're looking for an argument.
2: Yeah, you talk about um, resistant and passive anger. Could you tell us a little about that?
0: Yeah, this is for people generally who are always told, um, anger is about emotion, anger is ungodly, anger is demonic, anger is evil. Kids should be seen and not heard. You should never let people see you sweat. All those clichés. And so, generally speaking, people that respond to that type of anger, act that way, are more likely to keep it inside. And when you have that type of anger, it becomes depression, because anger turned inward, it becomes depression. Uh-huh. And in a lot of cases, it leads to a lot of psychiatric um, and even physiological problems. Uh, people will develop depression. People will develop arthritis in some cases. Viruses, like they become more susceptible to them. Um, Some individuals will even become suicidal because they just don't know how to cope. And some people have the, quote, unquote, the the non-clinical term nervous breakdown.
2: Right. You said there is no such thing as that. But I guess you just get worn down to a certain Point that you yeah you break out yeah that you just uh, have had it right um, you said that you talked to dr Robert Schuler about his teaching on possibility thinking and when you asked him about the most important needs a human possesses you said he told you self-esteem and what is the bottom line for people with resistant anger it has something to do with that doesn't it
0: yeah, absolutely. I remember, this is going back, oh gosh, uh, about 10 years ago, Bob Schuler, uh, a yeah. senior, called me. We were talking about it, um, and it's interesting because a lot of it is, if you're looking at self-esteem, it starts with you. In order to have self-esteem, you've got to love who you are, that you're created perfectly. You're created perfectly right where you are. Um, and a quote, uh, somebody I really admire, Joel Olstein. Uh-huh. As Joel always says, you are fully loaded and fully operational. If you're made in God's image, you are perfectly made, wonderfully made and created. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of it is, is if you're a Christian, um, you are never taught to be a second-class or a second-rate citizen. Rather, you're basically heir to a kingdom of God. You have yes. divine gift given to you, which yes. means you have the right to succeed, to be assertive, and get what it is, what you most want out of life, and to be your best self.
2: Right, so assertiveness training, and self esteem growth can help, and you can get that from the Lord in the Bible
0: absolutely you,
2: you say um, is the most important way that would appeal to every kind of anger as far as modifying it you know the the best tips the the best ways of treating it and overcoming it?
0: The best way, you know what, the bottom line in in approaching it is you first have to own it, own the feeling, meaning Uh this is mine. Nobody can make me angry. I choose to be angry. And then once I know that I'm choosing it, I now have to set up the responsibility is to find out why I'm getting angry over and over. And then once I can find the underlying cause, then there's interventions that I can make. Anything from um, being more empathetic to to other people rather than erupting, listening to other people, sometimes even having to walk away. If I'm angry, I tell the person, hey, I just can't deal with this at the moment. Um, It's better that I just walk away and let cooler heads prevail. And there's various strategies depending on the type of anger that you have.
2: But thank you so much. We uh, enjoyed reading your book, What's Your Anger Type? Proven Ways for Changing Your Anger. And Dr. Peter Sacco, we're going to say thank you so much. And we'll say goodbye and God bless for now. Bye for now. Okay,
0: bye now. Bye.